Lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ, headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua. From caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Hey, good Monday morning, Nashua. It is Monday, May 2nd, 2022. Welcome to May. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to believe we've actually uh, made it. Did we make it through all the way through winter? I think we did. It's, you know, um, winter is such a long thing and it seems like it never, ever goes away, but it does eventually. And uh, I think we can officially now say that we have made it through winter because my allergies are just killing me. And I'm sure that some of you who experience similar things are are equally annoyed with uh, pollen and, uh, you know, dust and all the stuff that comes along with, you know, the end of winter. But a small price to pay for the lack of needing to snow shovel and uh, worry about falling on the ice. So welcome to May, and you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 a.m., 9 to 10 a.m., talking with nonprofits in our community about what they're doing to make Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. And how great are they? Our nonprofits are just amazing. We have organizations, small and large, working day in and day out to uh, – help us all to just create better lives. And each week we interview two different organizations. Um, sometimes they're teeny tiny ones, sometimes they're big humongous ones, sometimes they're well known, sometimes they're more obscure. Today we have two different nonprofits. One, um, bo- Both of them are very different from one another. And we're going to be interviewing our friends from Harbor Care, previously known as the Partnership for Successful Living, previously known as Harbor Homes, Harbor Care in with their headquarters right here in Nashua, New Hampshire. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about veterans and what our community does to support veterans and, uh, you know, everything from uh, mental health and physical health to housing supports for veterans, those who have served us and how we serve them back. So that's pretty exciting. And then uh, after that interview, we're going to go on to a very different direction. We're going to talk to my good friend, Pastor Andy 
from First Church Nashua. Churches are also nonprofits, different kind of an organizational structure than a traditional nonprofit 501c3, but also a nonprofit. And we're going to talk a little bit about a project he's working on, which involves, let's just say, a little bit of bicycle riding. So you're going to learn a little bit about what's going on at First Church and how Pastor Andy's making a difference. And there is even a possibility that one of my board members, Peter Schaliner, will be making a cameo appearance with Pastor Andy as well. So it's going to be a really great show. I am very enthusiastic about it and very excited. Um, so what's going on in Nashua? First of all, I'm going to say, uh, if you're listening to the show on the radio, I would highly encourage you to go to the website for WSMN. Go to WSMN.live and check out their webcam, which faces out on the Performing Arts Center on Main Street in Nashua. And why now? Well, I can tell you the Performing Arts Center has, I've, we've, I've watched it evolve over the last two years from being Alex Shoestore to being a big old hole in the ground to having cranes and derricks erecting steel and girders and all that stuff. I don't know what all that stuff is, but construction-y stuff. To now they're putting up the framing that is going to be probably starting to see some walls and drywall up. I bet you within two weeks, you will not be able to look inside the structure of the Performing Arts Center. Now you can still see inside. It looks like a skeleton of a thing, but I bet you within a very short amount of time, you're not going to be able to see anything inside. So check it out now because it's super cool. And I appreciate George and Bob bringing uh, the Performing Arts Center webcam to the radio because it is a lot, It is a very cool look. I get to see it in person every Monday, but you can see it in person anytime you want. Just go online to wsmn.live. By the way, speaking of WSMN.live, our show is broadcast in a wide variety of different ways. You can hear us on 1590 AM, on 95.3 FM. You can see me on our website, on the website I just mentioned. It's also streams live. Also, just ask your smart speaker to play WSMN 1590. Or you can even check me out on Facebook. Facebook is really the best place to leave a comment or a question or anything you want to address during the show. I watch that you know, consistently throughout the show and uh, watch for any comments that might come up. And if you do have anything you want to add a question or a comment about, let me know and we'll uh, try and address it during the show. Um, that's on uh, the Facebook for United Way of Greater Nashua. Um, how was your weekend? Well... This question is um, important because I hope you had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. On Saturday, my aunt turned 81 years old, and we had a little party for her at her senior living facility, which was great. My wife cooked up a Mexican storm, which was awesome and super enjoyable, and we had a lot of fun with that. Saw the kids, saw the grandkid, uh, saw my aunt and some of her friends, and it was really nice. And yesterday was just such a beautiful day. Oh my God, it's maybe the most beautiful day of the year so far. There was very little wind. It was beautiful, like 65 degrees. And uh, it was just a great day to get outdoors and do something, even if you did what we did, which was a little bit of gardening and planting and tidying up the deck and getting ready for summer. So um, it was just gorgeous. And uh, I hope everybody had a little bit of time to relax and rest and enjoy themselves. I know last week was a 
a great week for me at United Way. We got to go, my colleague Samantha and I got to go to a conference, a United Way conference. First time I've been to a United Way conference in years and years and years, not even just because of COVID, but even a couple of years before that, just didn't have the time, the bandwidth, the resources to make it happen. Went to a conference down in South Carolina with about uh, 200 other United Way organizations and learn from each other what's working, what's not working, brainstorming about ideas, how to improve our communities, how to strengthen our communities and make us more um, resilient and uh, healthy places for all of our residents. And I came back with a head full of ideas and a lot of newfound enthusiasm. And it's just good to do those things once in a while. I'm guessing many of you listening understand what that's at. No matter what industry you're in, just once in a while getting a chance to recharge your batteries is so important. And uh, I really do uh, appreciate being able to do that. And I uh, I do count my blessings um, that we were able to get away and, and do a little bit of that and bring some great ideas back to our community. I did want to talk about a couple things going on right now at United Way. So we had we just wrapped up our um, first ever technology recycling event. It was a week-long event in honor of Earth Day. And uh, we had uh, really great sponsorship from our MyBox partners, as well as all of our Day of Caring supporters. MyBox, our friends at uh, MyBox, and uh, um, student, um, student Movers? That's wrong. Um, anyway, Young Movers. <laughs> I forget the name, actually. <laughs> How dumb is that? But my, my box. They put a my box at our uh, storage unit at our parking lot, our parking garage at United Way. And uh, people were able to drop stuff off all throughout the week for the full seven days. And volunteers were able to take their technology stuff, old computers and laptops and TV monitors and air conditioners. And for a small fee, we took that and we're getting it all recycled in a healthy way for the environment. So it's a great win-win for everybody. It's like you get rid of your old junk and you also help the environment. And we also used it as a little bit of a fundraiser for our school supply pantry, which helps low-income kids throughout the year to get access to school supplies and technology to support their learning needs. So it was just a great project, very successful. I will say big shout-out, big shout-out to our friends from Law Logistics. Brian Law and crew came by last week with a massive amount of, of stuff to recycle, like three pallet loads full of old uh, electronic stuff. And um, that was really great to see them participating in that way. And they're great partners and supporters anyway. So thank you to Brian and Law Logistics and the crew. We really appreciate uh, your support for this and other efforts as well. Um, that brings us to this week. This is, you know, there's no, there's no quiet weeks. It seems like these days, this week is of course, this Sunday is mother's day. And I do hope that you, if you, if you, if your mom is still around, um, or your grandma or your wife is a mom or, you know, a mom or, you know, any, we all had moms, you know, my, my mother's long since passed away. But my mother-in-law is still around, and my wife is a mom, and my daughter is a mom. So there's a lot of moms in my life, and I suspect many of you say the same thing. It's the day in which we honor our mothers on Sunday. One group of mothers that we honor at United Way and try to support every single year are homeless moms in our community. There are a lot of moms who live in places like the Front Door Agency, or maybe they're in emergency shelter at the soup kitchen, or maybe they're Gianna's place, or Mary's house, or the Mary Sweeney home. Um, maybe they're a keystone in recovery. Um, there are a lot of moms in our community who um, 
could easily get forgotten on Mother's Day. And that's, you know, that's really sad. That's really sad. Um, we want to make sure that those moms are remembered and honored as mothers on Mother's Day. We do a lot of things in our community that we would call basic needs, food, clothing, shelter, things that are, you know, basic needs to, to sustain people from one day to the next. I would argue that there is also such a thing as basic needs of the heart. And on Mother's Day every year at United Way, we have this project where we put together bouquets of flowers and we take them to out to these places like I, the ones I mentioned and um, distribute those to the moms that live there. And we will honor them on their Mother's Day, which is every bit as special of a Mother's Day as every other mother should deserve. So um, we're doing that on Friday just prior to the weekend. My friend Peter and I are going to make the rounds and distribute about 160 um, bouquets of flowers and also some chocolates and some nice cards and and just a, a nice gesture. If you want to support that project, um, which is run by volunteers, and we just basically fundraise to cover the costs as much as possible, if you go to the United Way of Greater Nashua Facebook page, United Way GN, that's facebook.com front slash United Way GN, you'll see I do have a fundraiser there. My goal was to raise about 2500 bucks to support every single one of these moms. And um, so far, we've raised almost $2,000. So it's covering most of the costs. I'm hoping that we can, in the next couple of days, meet that, meet that magic goal. Look, we're going to do the project one way or the other, but we would love your support. Every little bit helps. 10 15 20 bucks would be fabulous. So just go check that out on United Way GN on our Facebook page. And... Um, what else did I want to mention? Just one other quick thing before we take the break. We are launching, I'm super excited, we are launching our new program called Small Business United. For years, several years now, we've pondered how can we get small businesses from the community engaged in philanthropy locally? There are a lot of small businesses. I used to own one, so I know this. There are a lot of small businesses that want to give back. And sometimes the opportunities to give back are maybe they're just too complicated or too expensive. And... Um, so it's hard. And so we've thought about that a lot and have developed this program called Small Businesses United. I'm going to talk more about in coming weeks, but just basically the idea is giving small businesses, micro businesses, mom and pop shops the opportunity with a very small gift to get a lot of benefit um, back in terms of marketing and credibility as a small business with a big heart but also give them the opportunity to make a big difference in our community by supporting the United Way Community Impact Fund, which is essentially the fund that supports work throughout the community through various programs that work on health, education, and financial stability. So we're basically targeting a dollar a, dollar a week, a dollar a week, yeah, a dollar a week, for those types of small businesses, and um, you know, pretty inexpensive kind of an ask, and. Um, a great way to give back. And I'll be talking in, in future weeks about all the benefits. Maybe next week I'll do a little bit more in-depth about that. But we're going to take a break. And we're going to take a break to give our sponsors an opportunity to talk about themselves. This show is brought to the air by three really generous sponsors, Franklin Savings Bank, with their branch right up here in Merrimack. And they are just terrific community supporters. Thank you to Andrew and his crew over at Franklin Savings Bank. We also have um, our longest 
outstanding sponsor there with us from the very beginning, and that's Etchstone Properties, one of our community's premier builders, and they've been just terrific sponsors over the years. As last but not least, very much not least, fully promoted and embroiled me of Bedford and Southern New Hampshire bringing promotional products, screen printing, and embroidery to our community. Really great partners and supporters of ours in many, many other ways through things like t-shirts and embroidery and screen printing. So we're going to give them a chance to tout their wares, and uh, we will be back in a couple of minutes with our first guest, which is David Tilly from Harbor Care. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ, headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning. It's Monday, May 2nd, 2022, the first Monday in May. And welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Each and every Monday morning, we come to the air, come bring you to the, bring the air, I don't know, how, what was I saying? Each and every Monday morning, we come to you live on the radio to talk about the nonprofits in our community, what they're doing to make Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. I'm so excited today to have Andrea and David from Harbor Care with me in the studio. We're going to talk a little bit about veterans. They're both involved with veteran supporting programs. You know, we need to do as much as possible to support those who have served us put their lives on the line, and come back from incredibly difficult circumstances, both their families and as individuals, and everything we can do to support them. And this organization, Harbor Care, is um, arguably the lead organization in making that happen. So I'm so excited to have the two of you on the show with me this morning. Welcome, and and, uh, thank you, David. Thank you, Andrea, for coming with us today. 
Well, th thanks so much for inviting us, and uh, we can't think of a better way to uh, for kicking off Military Appreciation Month than uh, to be on your show with you. Well, I can't think of a better way either, you know, but um, it's Monday morning, so I always say that. <laughs> but it is Military Appreciation Month. I didn't realize that, David. So tell us a little bit about that. That is. For, for the uh, month of May, we honor... Uh, uh, those in the military and those who have uh, served this month, and uh, and at at Harbor Care, uh, we work hard to do that every day of the year. I know you do. You guys do such an amazing job, and I, I do want to talk about lots of different ways in which we do that, um, including the Veterans Home that opened up, I believe, last year or maybe the year before, in the middle of the pandemic. Um, up in Laconia, is that right? Oh, up up in uh, up in Plymouth. Plymouth, right? Yeah. Yep, up in Plymouth. That's uh, Boulder Point. Yep. Uh, that's a facility that helps our veterans uh, into permanent housing who who had experienced homelessness. We've got uh, thirty units up there, and it, it's a really a beautiful location. Uh, every single unit is filled. We also have. Uh, uh, activities for the veterans up there we're helping helping them with uh, employment those that can uh, you know get back in, into employment um, Andrea is very involved in in that component of assisting you know the veterans and and a number of the veterans up there too are, are also older veterans that that may not be re-entering into the workforce and just um, ensuring that they have the best uh, quality of life that they can have that's really terrific, and I haven't been up to the facility, I've, but I've seen pictures of it. It looks like just an amazing, um, wonderful place with a very supportive community, so thank you for sharing that. Andrea, so I, you're involved with employment and other types of supports for veterans. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? So I, I do want to kind of lead with need. Like, Let's talk oh, a little bit about what absolutely. are the needs and what um, do you see being done to support those, and what are some of the things in which... Ways in which people from the community can get involved in supporting that work. Well, usually it's it's very it's been really unique since COVID because I run the homeless veterans reintegration grant that's through the Department of Labor, and we've had it for 16 years. And one of the things that it used to be is that we were always constantly looking for employment for our veterans that are natural supports, because of a lot of our veterans have difficulties. They may not have a vehicle, or they might be experiencing some depression or anxiety due to their homelessness but the big thing that I've been having people say oh I have a job for you Andrea like employers are calling me like off the hook saying I want to hire one of your veterans and they're so kind if one doesn't work out to still call me and ask for another one like uh, we've been working with uh, New Hampshire Bindery it's amazing um, we work with uh, Keith Levitt Stone Mason he's just amazing but now I didn't know you work with Keith oh I love Keith uh, Keith just had me early in the morning too. did I introduce you to Keith I think you did. That's amazing. Uh, Keith uh, Keith is in my BNI chapter. It's a networking group. Nashua is such a sure. small place. Like it's 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 this place where everybody knows everybody. And if you don't know everybody, then you're under a rock. And it's oh, yeah. and, and no, Keith, and Andrea Keith, was representing yeah. us at a BNI meeting recently. That's yeah. fantastic. That's yeah. really wonderful. Did you come to my BNI? Yes, I did. Keith was invited me first, though. I have to give well, him credit for that. You should give Keith credit for that. It's awesome. I love Keith. He's amazing. He's he's also really fun. and it's funny because you know I don't usually get kudos with my sons, but I say I know the the guy from Junkyard Junk Junk Dog. You know, J Dog. J Dog. I said I know him. And he's like, you don't know him. And I walk up to him and say hi, and he goes, you do know everybody, Mom. And I said, yeah, it's great. 
because, but the hardest thing that I'm having with right now is I need to find veterans in need. Veterans who want to find employment that are in danger of being homeless or have been homeless and need my help to find employment because I want to be able to make that connection. So one excellent thing is like thinking out of the box, like I had a veteran who couldn't finish his CDL class that I was paying for. So I told the school, keep the money, let's find a veteran in your school that is having difficulty paying for the 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 class so we were able to find somebody kind of like a a reverse effect so i thought that was really amazing yeah and the biggest thing that we have coming up that people can help with that we have a need is we're having the um the stand down it's our 16th stand down what is the stand the stand out is basically it started when um the first one was in san diego in 1968 and what happened was stand down means to lay down your arms like to mm-hmm. cease fire, desist. And when the veterans were coming home from the service, they found out that a lot of them were homeless because they, they, uh, you know, something had happened when they were in the service, whether it was divorce or they just had no place to go and they were experiencing a lot of PTSD and reintegration back into society to try to find out how their skills now fit into society. So we were finding a lot of veterans who needed like resume writing, job search help, finding housing, connecting with services. So that's how um, we started those events. That's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. And that's coming up in September? September 23rd. And we're having it at 45 High Street in Nashua from 10 to 3. So for that event, we need, first of all, we need tables because it, that's a you think that's crazy, but we like the tables to set up to have the you people need fi- there. like physically you need tables tables how yep. many tables do you need um if I could get ten more I would be good to go I got those okay good and the just, other just thing shoot is shoot me an email like a yeah couple weeks oh, before. right right we can give you tables that's so funny you would say that because normally I would come to you for tables I'd be like Andrea I need tables anytime I I I'll, I'll keep track of them though because I'm like the table Nazi over there I keep well, track of well them. you have the white ones we have the same tables you have the white ones that fold out right yeah and I have the the black ones. Okay. So you'll be able to tell them apart and you'll also know how to use Isn't them. Isn't that funny? That's like our big need just so that the vendors can spread out. I can help you with tables. Because of COVID. And also United like, Way got, got your back. Yeah. Well, you did. You helped me make my cage. That My cage turned out to be my one cage. of the best gifts. <laughs> and my you, cage. You got to explain uh, your cage. I, I cage. Need to, <laughs> let's talk right. a little bit about this. The cage was built at uh, the bottom of Delana's house and yep. it allowed us to be able to store goods that would stay there all year for the stand down event. Yep. So, um, and like this year we could use non-perishable foods, we could use tarps, and we could use tents. Because sadly, there are still some veterans who don't want to come in. They're not ready to come in for whatever reason. Yeah. And so a lot of times they're living in their cars. And a lot of times they, at this time of the year, they'll stay in campgrounds. Well, we have, a, we have you know, it's it's an interesting conversation and, and probably one that would we could talk about for an entire show. Absolutely. But there are homeless people, people experiencing homelessness in our community, whether veterans or families or young people or, or almost any demographic who it's not lack of resources. Right. We do have housing resources and emergency shelter and, and transitional housing. And you have incredible housing resources at Harbor care, but there are people for whom this is just not the solution for them, exactly. and they and they want to, for whatever reason, they have their own uh, uh, way that they want to live, and 
And and sometimes people say, oh, I saw a guy in the woods. Therefore, we have no housing, no right. homeless supports. That is not true. Oh, no, we've been there. We outreach. All yeah. through COVID, we were going to the homeless camps with the VA and, and Dan Bricker, and we were out there every day. But a lot of them just aren't ready to come in. And I say, I don't know how you do it. I, I have like 65-degree weather, and I have three blankets on. And they, they kind of smirk. They said, you're not a veteran. You're not how to fortify your tent. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, the, some of them really just want to stay yeah. out there. Yeah, but, absolutely. But there, there definitely is a um, need, though, for per- permanent housing, particularly right. in greater Nashua, greater Manchester, where we're really looking for, um, for, for the listener. It's, it's um, where we have resources, but we need the units. Um, yeah, so what happens after you, after, after, like, we have short-term housing solutions, but the longer-term right. housing solutions, really, that is an, an epidemic in our, in our community. Like, there is very little affordable, you know, housing available. Exactly. Right. We need landlords who are willing to work with the, mm-hmm. our SSVF program yep. and get these clients into housing. And the, the big problem we have is with the application fees. That's huge. Yeah. Is because you have to do the application fee, and if we can find landlords willing to say, "Pay me the application fee," if he gets in, we'll we'll tack it on. If we can just get them in there, and then I step in to help them with employment or part time benefits, because I was a SOAR trainer as well. Yeah, that's that's great. What other kinds of needs do you see in the community um, of of veterans that people who are listening in can maybe help address in one way or another? Well, on and, and the, um, we're actually working right now with the help of Northeast Delta Dental. We found that there was a great need, for example, in, for um, dental care. Yep. Many, many of our veterans, um, they, they might actually have some coverage through the VA uh, program, but they, uh, uh, the VA doesn't uh, cover much on dental. Now, right. if they're in our transitional housing, they've got some dental care. But we we found out that there was a great uh, need there, and and Northeast Delta Dental actually uh, stepped up to the plate and and really helped out. They they doubled their funding. They had uh, last year. And so this is for your dental clinic over on High Street, is that right? Yes, and and the fun the funding is um, you know beyond our our clinic. It's for. Uh, for veterans who are most in need by based on their income and based on their uh, actual their dental needs as well right. and highest right. priority, but um, but we were able to get many of those um, veterans even though we've got a scale program based mm-hmm. on income. For 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 example, um, one of the veterans, if he went to a regular dentist, it would have cost around ten grand for his dental coverage. It, we got it down to you know less than five grand, but that's still something. Five thousand dollars is still something that's not able to be met, and that's where um, Northeast yeah. Delta Dental came in. And and uh, last year they had a hundred thousand dollars worth of funding to help vets most in need. There this year they they doubled it. That's fantastic. And now, are those veterans also typically on Medicaid as well, or um, because they're on VA benefits, are they not on Medicaid? I'm not sure. Maybe that's a. Uh, I I have a lot of veterans who are now are getting WellSense, but WellSense doesn't yeah. cover a lot of that. Right. And with Medicaid, you have Part A and Part B, so it just depends on where you fall in that category. Yeah. So, and a lot of our clients um, with the VA too, they might not. They might be veterans, but they don't qualify for VA because some of them went in with some challenges, so they were they don't get those benefits, or they were there's three six levels of discharge for veterans and. 
and the VA has a, a different standard than our programs do as long as they're not dishonorably discharged. So it all just depends on where the veteran falls in the category. And a lot of times when they're homeless, it's hard for them to keep up on their Medicaid and Medicare because you get monthly, weekly notices or whatever. And if you don't follow through with those notices because you've moved or you're displaced, you won't get those letters. So a lot of times their benefits are lost and constantly we're trying to reconnect them with their benefits when we get them back. Yeah, I was just wondering because I know that there's um, some legislation that's been going through up at the state house to expand Medicaid benefits to include dental. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully that'll hopefully knock on wood. We've been working on that one for a long, long time, and yeah. and uh, if that passes, which it should. Um, then uh, that'll help some of your clients as well. Yeah, because what I know a lot of people may realize this, but when our one of our veterans gets like we used to have a lot of facilities just for maintenance, but but not and preventative, but not if they had a tooth that needs to be pulled, which I experienced a veteran, which can be really devastating because it can mm-hmm. cause a lot of other health issues, even death in some people right. because of the 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 uh, what do you call it? Um, it's it's a uh, I can't think of the word. Well, you get infections. Infection. So, Thank right. you. Well, here you go. I'm, I'm glad you. to help out with these technical <laughs> terms here. There, technical Andrea. terms. <laughs> <laughs> I love the snort laugh. <laughs> that's that's my special radio snort yeah, laugh. Yeah, they can get infections. So if they get an yeah. infection in their tooth, that can be really yeah. harmful to the veteran. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. like I said, I scrambled to get a place to pull a uh, client's tooth a few months ago. Yeah. But and the, and they're like uh, two years out. Some of the places are actually two years out. Yeah. So we have about a minute or two left. And I wanted to make sure that we've hit all the highlights, especially for this month, which is Veterans Appreciation Month. David? Right. Well, actually, for the listeners on, on how to help out, and, and there's many needs. That was, uh, you know, one example of an area of need. Um, you could call Harbor Care, our number at 603-882-3616, or go online at harborcarenh.org on uh, how to help our veterans most most in need during Military Appreciation Month. That's fantastic. Are we going to have any kind of special commemorations that you guys know of this month? We are um, at each of our housing facilities. We're doing uh, cookouts. Uh, with community partners for our, our veterans and the our local Nashua Elks Club is just wonderful with with helping with hosting wonderful the, those for our veterans. We're working at the state level with a uh, with the House and Senate uh, doing a uh, resolution on supporting ending veteran homelessness, which will be we'll be able to announce uh, you know coming up soon. And in June we're going to be hosting a. Uh, summit in late june on ending veteran homelessness in the granite state with our with all of our partners and and that's looking to be the 28th and 30th of june at new england college that's fantastic and uh i appreciate that you guys have come to the show today to talk all about our veterans such an important such an important group we owe so much to and we just we just can't say that enough right yeah, and I just yeah. want to like make sure that you know we always treat our veterans with dignity and respect, but most important to the, empower them so they can be self-sufficient, and that's the best we can do for them. And if you know of a veteran-owned business, go for Pete's sakes, go buy yes. something there. Right, you know? exactly. 
I got to tell you, one of my favorite veteran-owned businesses is right down here on the corner, Sub-Zero Ice oh, Cream. Yes. Oh, they're Rita, wonderful. Yep, Rita <laughs> was the, uh, I think, the state chair of the VA and, um, or the, I don't they, know. VFW Auxiliary. The VFW yeah. Auxiliary, right, yep. and women-owned women-owned business and veteran-owned business. Um, and then you mentioned John from J-Dog. Yeah. There's so many, so many out there. So do support your veteran-owned businesses as well. All right, guys. What's the email address? What's the website for Harbor Care? Just so people know. It is harborcarenh.org. Very good. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Look forward to seeing you at the stand down in September. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to take a break here. Um, after a break, we will have my good friends Andy and Peter on from First Church and also from the United Way of Greater Nashville Board of Directors talking about First Church and Andy's upcoming adventure bicycling his way across America um, in support of a very special project at First Church. You'll hear all about that. You're listening to the Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We will be back in just about two minutes. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning, Monday, May 2nd, 2022. Welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. George, if you're listening, I which I bet you are because you're always listening to this show, um, what happened to my other music? This defaulted back to my original music. I want my new music, you know? I don't know. I don't really care. But if you are listening, 
you'll just know that I said that. Anyway, we are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with nonprofits in our community about what they're doing to make Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. And uh, sometimes that's organizations that you may not have heard of. Sometimes it's brand new organizations. Sometimes it's one that's been around just a year or two. I think we got one of those here today. We have First Church of Nashua, who's been around, let's say, more than a year or two. We have Senior Pastor Andy Armstrong. I'm sure I got the title wrong, but he'll correct me on that. Well, I didn't put your microphone on yet, so they didn't even hear you say that. Uh, How about that? That works, yes. Okay, very Very good. good. All right, and we also have um, one of his um, members and also a board member at United Way, our treasurer, and my good friend Peter Schalliner here as well. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. Good, good morning. Good morning. Good seeing both of you here today, early Monday morning. So, Andy, let's let's like cut to the chase. Sure, sure. So, I hear I've heard rumors that you're riding your bicycle, or is it a unicycle, all the way across the country? <laughs> two wheels, two wheels. Uh, okay, yeah, I, and what's what's up with that? I mean, why why would what are you doing there? Let, you let's know, talk so about that. so. It, it just turns out that you know one of the storylines in my life is that I've done a lot of cross-country cycling. So I've cycled across the United States, around the United States, all kinds of long-distance trips. And so you know I've reached this place in my life where I've got a little time. Uh, congregations allowed me a sabbatical, and uh, what came to my mind was that you know back back in the uh, '90s, I remember cycling across um, California, Montana, and I saw the towns. Nashua, Nashua, California, Nashua, Montana. And at the time, I had a good friend who lived in Nashua. Hold on, there's a Nashua, California? There's a Nashua, California. I'm from California. Where is Nashua, California? So it's in it's in the central part of the state. and um, uh, Out in the valley? Yeah. Uh, I don't know California that well to say the valley. You know what? Or... You keep talking. I'm going to Google it because this is okay. new to me. I'm embarrassed that I don't know about yeah. Nashua, so California. The, oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small community. So there's a Nashua, California, Nashua, Montana, Nashua, Minnesota, Nashua, Iowa, Nashua, New Hampshire, and the name is also used to describe regions, uh, and all of those are connected to you know pioneers historically who've made their way west from uh, here in Nashua. So anyhow, I, I, I cycle, especially through um, small town in Nashua, Montana. I take a picture of the welcome sign, and I send it to a friend who uh, ultimately allows me to stay with him here in Nashua back in 19... 19- 90 and so uh, you know lo and behold 30 years later this would become my new home so hey I, I I thought I'd do a little research on the largest of the communities that are out there associated with Nashua and it turned out to be Nashua Iowa and it had a connection to our congregation so Nashua California not to interrupt you but I am going to interrupt you here yeah Nashua California for those of you who actually care is right near Castroville Castroville it's not in the center of the state it's it's actually north near the coast near Monterey it is like the artichoke capital of the world okay so if you've ever been up and down the coast of California you drive through Gilroy which is the garlic capital of the world you drive through Monterey and you see the harbor seals sure. there so actually I was cycling up route 1 yeah, and absolutely. So that, that would have been that when I've seen per- it. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Absolutely. So okay. Nashua, California, put it on your list. Yeah. So, you know, I have the sabbatical. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've had a cycling trip. And after doing some research on this community in Nashua, Iowa, and uh, connecting some dots that some parishioners from uh, First Church Nashua had made their way west to, to in effect, um, make that part of the state their new home— so I thought, hey, you know, 
let's do a little research on this this local church that they were also um, connected to, and it turns out to be the most historic church in the state of Iowa. And so it's it's their uh, wedding destination as a state. Some very important uh, hymnody was written based on that church. And so at the same time, we're doing a tower renovation. So if you look up Main Street, you'll see the tower. The we being First Church First Nashua. Church, exactly. So First Church Nashua, yeah. we are renovating our tower, and it's uh, 120 feet worth of tower. It uh, has a full bell carillon from the um, uh, Chicago World's Fair. I think that was the, the 1893 World's Fair. Uh, Mary Nutt purchased those those bells that are in that tower. The and, Chicago World's Fair. Yeah. And no so kidding. the largest bell in that tower, believe it or not, weighs 6,000 pounds. Wow. That's a big that's a big bell. That's a big bell, which needs a lot of uh, foundation, right, to, yep. to keep the congregation in the city safe. So this is a fundraiser. So it's a GoFundMe. So you've got a GoFundMe going. I've got a GoFundMe. So if you go to uh, GoFundMe Tower to Tower Andy Armstrong, you'll you'll see that. And uh, you know my ho- my hope is to make a contribution to the cause. We've received an LCHIP grant for um, our tower renovations, and uh, we're about two thirds of the way there now. We've got many generous congregants, and um, with the LCHIP grant itself, uh, we're getting we're getting closer to uh, uh, paying. So this is so this is a really important thing to support because it's it's a piece of Nashua history. It's a beautiful piece of Nashua history. And if you don't support it, the, then the tower falls of, on you while you're driving, you know, down Main Street. Well, bad on you, right? Yeah, that w- that would be a loss. Well, you know, yeah. some, something to realize is that you know, uh, first church is established in 1685, and so if you want to understand the history of this region of the world. Basically, this this is one of those institutions that carries that that lived lived history. So you go into our archives, mm-hmm. and you'll find uh, all kinds of incredible social relationships, political relationships, and all kinds of other uh, networks that, through this church and through our members, have contributed monumentally yep. to the well being of of uh, Nashua and the region. So uh, the the church itself, it, it's it's one of the most glorious congregations, the physical plant that you're going to find in New England. And so uh, the congregation has a great deal of pride in maintaining that facility as a witness, uh, not just to our faith, but also to the ingenuity and, and the kind of commitment that our community makes to its um, uh, its structures and uh, the, the architecture and those kinds of, of facets that I think are a big sell to this part of the country. Yeah, absolutely, no question. Anybody who's been inside First Church also, and especially has been to a service, has heard the beautiful organ, it's just an amazing, amazing place. Peter, I want to bring you in on this conversation, if you don't mind. So um, have you been a congregant all your life at First Church? It occurs to me you're like a native Nashuan, so maybe you've been there your whole life. I am almost a native Nashuan. I came here at the age of two being born in Syracuse, New York, when my father was still in the military. So I call myself a native because I'm now 77. That's close <laughs> enough, right? <laughs> yeah. So you've been 75 years. So and you've probably been affiliated with First Church ever like that whole time, I'd imagine. That's correct. I was confirmed at age 14, which was was uh, 63 years ago. 
So yeah. I've been an official member for 63 years. And now you have grandchildren that are being confirmed there as well. Yes, I do. The, the daughter, granddaughter has already been confirmed, and the middle son is in the middle of confirmation right now. That's that's pretty that's pretty great. Now, what's your level of commitment to Pastor Andy's bike ride across the country? Are you going to be doing this too? <laughs> I mean, I know from United Way, you're a guy who kind of commits, and you put your it's you put your heart and your soul in things. You come to our sleep out. I know that that's you know you don't you're and you've said, Mike, I'm not an outdoor kind of a camping kind of a guy, but you do it, and I appreciate that. So where are you at with this thing? You're, you're right on the sleep out. That's that's uh, that's workable. Over the edge, that's not workable. Well, you know, me. you can stand there at the bottom and watch me fall off the yeah, side of the go. building. <laughs> bicycle riding. I, I think of the last time I rode a bicycle, to be honest with you, I was probably like 15 years old. Yeah. So I never got back into bicycle riding. I was into uh, running. That's right. Well, you're a supporter. You're 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 definitely a cheerleader here on the, which is an important part of the process. Right? And I'm on the uh, tiny tower committee, which is the one raising the money for all this. The tiny tower committee. Cute, huh? Tiny I like I, I like that. How'd you guys come up with? Is that your idea? <laughs> no, no, no. That's a cute. That's a cute name. Tiny it's tower. Tiny committee. tower. Yeah. So as Andy was mentioning, we. We, I think we had to raise roughly $350,000. We're on the last leg of it now. We've been working on it for two or three years. So we're hoping that people will jump onto uh, Andy's GoFundMe page and get us to the last the last place we have to go to finish it up. Yeah, I know GoFundMe is pretty easy just because I just did a recently a GoFundMe <laughs> page when I went to the Ukraine, to so Romania. And so basically you just got to go to your GoFundMe. If you just like look in the search bar under First Church Nashua or Andy Armstrong, I'm 100% sure you're going to find up. it. It'll come up. It'll come up for sure. Absolutely. And it's Very got, good. you know, the, the, the GoFundMe page has, it has a, a picture of our tower, picture of me, picture of my bicycle, and a shout out to Goodell's that's uh, helping me with all my gear. And uh, appreciate that kind of support. And then a little bit of history on the community of Nashua, Iowa, and our connectivity to it. Absolutely. So uh, it's good, good storyline right there. That's fan- that's yeah. fantastic. So Nashua, Iowa to Nashua. What's it called? Like the Tower to Tower? Or the tower Nashua? to Tower. The Nashua to yeah. Nashua. Okay, I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> very, very good. Um, what else is going on these days? What, what's, what's going on with you, Peter? What's, what's, what's big doings? What's big doings? Yeah, big doings. Wow, I got big doings with you on Friday. Well, that's true. I already talked about that a little bit. <laughs> okay. Peter's Peter's joining me on Friday for our Mother's Day um, for uh, flowers for our local homeless moms. We've yes. done that for God, a long time now, five, six years we've done that, right? Yes. And on Saturday, I'm doing a, a food drive at Hannaford's in Nashua for my, for my with my grandson. Okay, good. For man. Good. And on Thursday... I'm also with my grandson handing out pamphlets for the food pantries that are located throughout the city. Oh, that's all United Way stuff. Yeah. Well, you you got to find some time to, you know, help Pastor Andy out here a little bit too, you know. Well, actually, I feel like we're an affiliate of United Way. So anytime I see Peter, it's something associated with the United Way. And, of course, when I was on the board, I felt like uh, our hands were in many, many good pots here in the community. Actually, I would say that, you know, when I came to First Church, um, I – basically was on the fast line to get to know Nashua through places like the United Way and Family Promise and Front Door. So it was really exciting time to just step right in and go. The relationships are all there and mutually reinforced. Uh, there's just a great 
spirit of collaboration among the non-for-profits here? I think that's really true. And I think that also Nashua, one of the things people always ask me, like when I'm, when I'm away, like I was down in Greensville, South Carolina last week. And they asked me, well, tell me about your town. Tell me about where you're from. And I think one of the characteristics of Nashua is that I think size, I think size actually makes a big difference in the, in the spirit of a community. And our community seems to be just the right size where we're large enough to have resources to support people who are in need, but we're small enough to also be a very connected community where yeah. kind of everybody knows everybody. Yeah. If you're just a little bit larger, a little bit larger, it's like a whole different flavor. Yeah. Maybe you don't all know each other, and I don't mean like much larger, like even Manchester I think is less connected in their social services sector than we are. And if you're a little bit smaller, you just don't have those resources. So that's a good thing. I think that's, that's a, a really good spot. thing. Yeah, it, I, it really is. Yeah, and I, you know, I've I've lived in some uh, outstanding communities over my history. None of them compare to what Nashua has in terms of the um, the scale and the collaborative spirit for our, our non for profits. Yeah, I kind of uh, agree with that. And um, you know, as like one of the chief nonprofit cheerleaders in town, I'm, I'm, it's an easy, it's an easy cheer to lead because the, they work really well together. Yeah, yeah, Ab- absolutely. Um, and uh, so, First Church is um, behind you in this effort. Hopefully, nobody is hoping for you to fail. Oh no, no, I've got a lot. What of happens support. if you get a flat like in the middle of the Gobi Desert? Do you like go through the desert somewhere? No deserts, no <laughs> deserts. But there, there'll be long stretches where there there'll not be resources from one town to the next. So you know the the essential bike gear is on my bike. So I've got about forty pounds of gear with me. Are you me. camping along the way? So uh, ch- there will be some churches that'll be hosting me. Uh, I've learned how to, you know, uh, mooch professionally. So, you know, I think we taught you that at United Way. <laughs> always got that tin cup ready to pull out in an instant. But yeah. this is how it works in small town America. Right? If if you stop, you know, in these little communities of 500, 800 members, right? The post office, the general store, the restaurant, and the tavern are all one institution. Mm-hmm. So when you cycle in, people inevitably ask, "Where are you going?" Uh, you'll tell a few stories on you, you know, why you're doing what it is you're doing. People will ask, well, where do you sleep? And I will tell them, I camp, churches host me, or people are kind enough to st- extend an invitation to me. And as soon as I say that, I usually have someone's home to stay in for the evening. I mean, it's yeah. just remarkable just the kind of hospitality and generosity there is, especially in middle America. Yeah. It's just uh, I, I can't wait for just the, the people I'm going to meet and— all those are uh, you avoiding big cities along the way I try to yeah, yeah. the cycle you know there's a there's a company called adventure cycling and they produce maps for just this kind of thing and so uh, it gives you the safest routes possible so yeah. safety is my my primary goal well we want to see you back here safe and sound as well so Andy Great. thank you what? Mike we're about out of time all right that was fast it really was Peter thank you for coming on the show I will see you uh, well later in the week. And yes, thank you, Mike. Th- thank you for all you do as a parishioner at First Church, as a member of the Home Health and Hospice Care Board, as a volunteer with Meals on Wheels, and as a volunteer at United Way and on our board of directors. We appreciate all of that. Um, and also Habitat and everything else that you can. And golfing sometimes <laughs> occasionally, too. Golfing, yeah. That's right. And Andy, thank you for all your support in the you community bet. and for taking on this mantle of this amazing bike ride, uh, Tower to Tower. Go on, go fund me. Help uh, provide a little bit of support for this initiative. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. We will be back a week from now, um, next Monday at 9 a.m. 
couple more great interviews. I think I have the Nashua Community College coming up next week, as well as our good friends from the Nashua Children's Home. You've been listening to the United Way Community Connections show. Have a happy Mother's Day this Sunday to all you who are mothers or have mothers. Um, and uh, until next week, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Take me back to yesterday When the line between right and wrong Didn't seem so heavy.